You're listening to Tech Writer Voices. Tech Writer Voices is a podcast about the latest trends and practices in the field of technical communication. I'm your host, Tom Johnson, and today I'm interviewing Bill Albing, who is in North Carolina. And I first met Bill a couple of years ago at a TriXML conference, and he explained all kinds of things to me about Dita and XML, and he's a really knowledgeable person. Um, just a couple of uh, brief bios. Actually, I was looking for a bio for Bill, and I saw that he's got his own Wikipedia page. And Bill is, it says, Bill is, an, is working as, an, as a knowledge developer for Farpoint Technologies and is co-founder and editor-in-chief of keycontent.org, which is his wiki blog and all uh, where he does a lot of his web publishing. And Bill has got 15 years of experience in engineering and technical writing and has a strong interest in wikis, XML, and other aspects of Web 2.0. says he, has, he enjoys selling books on Amazon and editing content in Wikipedia in his spare time. So I'm excited to talk to Bill. We're going to be talking today about social media. But before we get into that, I just have a couple of brief announcements. First, uh, the, tech, the Tech Writer Voices site is now merged with uh, my blog site. So it's the same URL, really. Um, but just so you know, the content is now the same. And the feed it remains the same, so you shouldn't really notice anything. If you're an iTunes subscriber, uh, the feed's not really updating in iTunes right now, but I'm working on that. Uh, we have a couple of brief messages from our sponsors as well. Uh, Madcap Flare is the most versatile XML-based health authoring tool on the market. So check out Flare version 3.1 and a host of other new tools at madcapsoftware.com. Lunar Pages offers basic web hosting starting at $6.95. So if you're looking to get your own blog, check out LunarPages.com and you can have your own hosting site. And finally, Adobe has released its Technical Communication Suite, which is a complete solution for authoring, managing, and publishing uh, technical communication deliverables. So check them out at Adobe.com. All right, Bill, let's get into the podcast. First, with just a basic definition here, what is social media? That's a good question, Tom. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I'm thinking that it's not so much a new technology per se as just a new way of using the web, using the, the tools that are already out there on the web. Um, it's a way for people and information to connect in ways that we hadn't thought of before. So it's social in the sense of, of interconnecting. Now, let's, let's uh, talk about some different examples of social media. That makes it more clear about how people are interconnecting on the web. Well, uh, whether we're talking about uh, rating a buyer on Amazon or on eBay or leaving a comment on your blog or maybe uh, sites like Facebook and MySpace that are dedicated to like more full-featured type of social networking, all these have to do with uh, providing feedback and communication both ways and, and interconnections. So I, I guess I'd call those social media. And YouTube's another one where you can rate your videos. Now, for your website, keycontent.org, you've chosen to use a wiki for the most part, but it also incorporates blogs. Why do you like wikis so much? Keycontent.org is based on a groupware that's called TikiWiki. It does have a wiki in it, but it also has other features as well. It has calendars and, and a lot of tagging features. Um, it's really groupware because it allows a lot of 
uh, of the interconnection between the information that's on a website to be automated. Um, so that's kind of why we're using that that software. And we think it's a, a, a way for uh, professionals to post information and to interact with each other and to interact with information in a, in a new way. How many people do you have posting on keycontent.org? Is it just a small group of, of people that you interact with, or is it is it like uh, national or what? Well, it's, it is on the web, so it is international. We do provide translated web pages, so people from other languages and cultures could interact with the site. Um, but it's, I think with any professional association, you get a small number of people that are dedicated to actually posting information and, and doing some of the work. But it is open to everybody, and we have um, a list of, of probably uh, several hundred people who've interacted with the site over the last year or so. So I know that Web 2.0 and all these social media technologies are pretty much the latest buzz. I mean, we've heard a lot about Facebook in the last month or so and, and all these other um, online things, Flickr and Second Life and even music sharing sites like Last.fm or uh, others. Now, how is all this social media relevant or applicable to technical communicators who have to sit and write help software manuals? Well, I hope people are realizing that uh, the way that we work with information might be different nowadays in terms of, uh, of publishing. Um, when, we were, when you and I were at that XML conference a few years ago, uh, we heard some talks about publish and subscribe methods that are, that are now available with, with blogs where people can publish information and other people can subscribe to it in a new, more interactive way. It's not just one person publishing and other people being a sort of a passive audience. Um, so I, I think the same with, uh, with these social networking sites uh, like Facebook and all, that what they're doing is providing a way of, of interconnecting, and they're automating a lot of that, uh, a lot of the aspects of it that we hadn't thought of before. I mean, usually, with, well, like with your blog, you've got an RSS feed, um, but a lot of people are sort of intimidated by that, that technology aspect to it. It's like, well, how does a feed work and all? Um, with Facebook, all the feeds to what all your friends are doing are sort of behind the scenes, and you don't realize what's, what, what interconnections are happening. So that when you open up your Facebook page, you see all your friends' information of what they're doing and, and what they're choosing and, what, and the activities they're involved in. So by automating it and by making it sort of invisible, it's a little friendlier. Um, with the key content website that we are working with, um, a lot of the ways you can add links and post articles and stuff, it's invisible to you. We try to make it easy and friendly. Mm -hmm. So I think for technical communicators, I think it's a matter of, of uh, understanding this, tech, this new technology and not being intimidated by all of the aspects of it and not seeing it necessarily as a, as a single technology but as a way of working with all the technologies that are out there. There's a phrase that, that I read about in a, I think it was a Clue Train Manifesto or something, but the author was saying we should stop looking at consumers as as content consumers or, or looking at users as content consumers and instead look at, look at them as content producers. And I was playing around with or browsing around with the uh, Flares online help file that incorporates their feedback server, which allows you to comment on their topics and see other people's comments. And I think that's a different way of uh, approaching help. I mean, it's, it's an actual example of somebody who's, who's embedded a lot of this um, 
a lot of these web 2.0 aspects into the actual help file I'm curious if you have a wiki or if you have a help file that allows users to comment um, do you think that do you think that uh, users will comment and if if so do you think that um, that's a valuable thing to capture sure Tom I think I think what you're touching on there is the is the whole interactive nature of, of the communication nowadays I think no longer do we publish a help file and just assume that it's the most accurate and complete and we'll let someone else read it now when we're talking about user assistance we're really wa wanting to engage the customers that are out there that are using the product and and expecting them to interact with us a little bit so maybe provide some information themselves um, I think every company every software company that I know of benefits from having a, a technical support forum that has some way of, of letting customers ask questions um, and that's just a, another interactive uh, feature I think right now we see forums as separate we see online help as one thing and forums as another um, but all these modes of, of user interface are going to come together all these modes of user assistance are going to come together in the future yeah I'm excited about that because I mean coming back to the example of Madcap they have a knowledge base they have a user forum they have their online help and none of the if you search for something it's not integrated so but but also I think that that uh, for example uh, there was a topic that I was reading that I thought was totally inadequate to describe how to do the procedure and I want to make a big comment a, a, and offer a huge tip on based on my experience and if I didn't have that interactive capability um, it, I wouldn't be able to contribute and and they wouldn't be able to capitalize on that so let's move on here Bill what what are what forms of social media do you find most rewarding? You mentioned a lot, but what do you find most rewarding? I guess I'm sort of sold on the on the wiki idea, at least for for the type of work that I've been doing in the past, which has been, you know, trying to get information into documents. And I think what's replaced documents on a desktop nowadays are wikis, where multiple authors can come together and post information and review each other's work and and produce uh, a content that's deliverable to uh, readable to themselves but also deliverable to others um, in a form that's, that's easy and it's on the web um, so it's a way of working on the web that's editable and, and reviewable it's easy easier than desktop applications working with documents which I think which I think are a thing of the past but besides wikis I think uh, social networking in general any any way that we can increase the number of interactive features uh, the interconnections I think is going to be helpful um, you mentioned Second Life as an example um, of, of one of these new types of, of websites that are out there. It's a way of, of playing with a virtual, uh, a virtual version of you and interact with other people. But I don't think it's social in the sense of, of making connections or inter uh, interactivity in a way that, that some of the other sites do. There's no uh, automation behind it that's necessarily keeping any information and connecting up that inter inter information in the way that social networking sites do. So I, I would put uh, Second Life in its own category. Yeah, I've I've tried Second Life and I wasn't very impressed by it. I mean, I went into that thinking, okay, I should at least understand Second Life. And there were lots of little avatars dancing around because they'd get Linden dollars or something, which was like pennies, and that's all they were doing. And they weren't really inter actually weren't interacting very much. It was just kind of like a chat room with images. Uh, but I'm sure people have taken it far beyond that and made it useful. I just haven't really found that. But uh. Let's come back to wikis. You use them 
do you collaborate on documents with others or just for yourself? Um, I, I use one internally to our company, the software company that I work for. Um, it allows the developers, uh, software developers who are developing the product and the technical support people to ask questions, to post information, and provide sort of a central place for all of us to, to interact with each other and, and the information and, and answer questions a lot more quickly than if we had used emails and, and, and sent documents around. By having a wiki, everybody can get to it in the company. Um, everybody can edit it. Everybody can see what's going on. It's just a lot easier. Yeah, you know, I, I'm starting to experiment with that. I have been using a wiki just for my own personal reasons for the last six months or year or so. Uh, for example, right now, I, I took some notes um, for this podcast, and I just put them on this wiki that I can view online. And when I'm done, I'll just delete the link and it'll disappear and I won't clutter my desktop with all kinds of scattered documents. It's just, it is really easy. Uh, now let's talk about a couple of specific things. Facebook, why, why do you think it's so popular and, and what exactly can you give a brief description of it? Well, I'm, I'm certainly no expert on, on some of these things, but I've got a little bit of experience with Facebook and, and MySpace and, and seeing that what they do, I think, one of the reasons I think they're so successful is that they can automate so much of the of the uh, interactivity with with information that's that's happened, that's being created by the things that you do. Um, you and your friends can keep in touch with each other and find out what each other are doing. Facebook sort of automates that and lets it happen um, in a way in ways that you don't realize that it's going on in back of the page. Um, but it's it's, it's popularity. I'm not sure if, if that's the only reason why. I'm sure there's other aspects to, to why uh, it's popular. You know, this, um, the, the ease, which you touched on, making it easy for people to join and publish and subscribe and, and keep up to date, I think is one of the reasons that, that uh, a lot of these technologies are so popular. Because in, in the past, I mean, you had to be like a web designer or at least know a lot about HTML in order to publish and of course, keeping track of what other people were publishing wasn't really possible. But now now these technologies have, have made it easy, and now everybody's publishing a lot of information. And some people are afraid that all this information published by the masses onto the net is, is producing an information uh, glut and junking it up with all kinds of useless information. What do you think about that? It could be. Um, Facebook certainly makes it easy to, to publish stuff and to see what's going on. Um, I think, I think uh, things like your blog are, are ways for people to post uh, information easily on the web, but Facebook seems to be able to can handle a whole bunch of information very easily um, and present it in a way that it gives you just the information you need. So maybe even beyond the fact that it automates so much stuff and it provides such a nice interface, um, it's also doing maybe some, some filtering and some ways of handling the information and posting where what you need, and not not all the information. Um, I I think in the future we are going to see a lot more use of uh, of filters of information. We'll figure out ways of, of handling it. I think that's one of the challenges maybe of the next uh, next generation of professionals. Do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And we've seen some filters come out, uh, the Yahoo pipes and things like that. You know, I've I've tried to use those, but I haven't really. I'm always afraid I'm going to filter out something that's important but uh, I find myself reading through my the feeds in my Google Reader a lot more than uh, sometimes I would 
pick up the STC intercom or some other some other book that's probably a lot more authoritative and valuable do you think that a lot of these uh, web 2.0 publications are replacing traditional print media I think people are moving away from books and starting to read blogs and things like that more or not I, I don't know the uh, I, I think as long as we're humans we're always going to have forms of media that we feel comfortable with but I think we do live in it in an age where information is critical and there is more growing amounts of it um, so we'll need to come up with automated ways and the computer and the web just seem to be the way to doing that it is interesting that we seem to uh, have picked the web as as the as the way of uh, for us to work together and to communicate. Um, it's the web isn't just a a new media. It's not just a new place to post information like like as if it were an electronic version of a book. It's really a way. Uh, it's really a medium that also involves uh, ways to interconnect with each other and, and connect with information and to automate information. So. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of new stuff there that we just have a uh, new potential that we haven't even tapped yet, new ways of working with information. So I'm hoping uh, that by talking about social networking and social media that I can get other professionals to, to get involved and start working with this stuff. Speaking of other professionals getting involved, um, actually Joanne Hakos, one of the big names in, in Dita and XML, has just started a blog, or at least her company or, or whatever. So it was exciting to see more people getting involved. You know, a lot of people start blogs and then they realize that, that it involves a lot of writing <laughs> and a lot of work, and so they begin to fade away. But um, I, I do like to see new faces there. Now, one of the other sites that you um, have a lot of information in is Names, and spelled N-A-Y-M-Z. Can you talk about that? Sure. That's an, another website I came across, another uh, social networking site of a sort. Um, it's similar to... Uh, LinkedIn um, and other sites that are for professionals to make connections with each other. Um, Names is kind of an interesting website because what it allows you to do is build a reputation. Um, and what it does is uh, it scores points by the amount of information you post on your uh, on your profile and how many interconnections you have with others and how many people. Um, refer to you and and sort of legitimize the, the data that you're putting in your site. So the more personal identity information you have, the more other professionals are connecting up with it and saying, yes, that's that's true about this person, then you build a reputation. So names is a way of of uh of doing social networking, but it's not it's not like Facebook where you're posting pictures about yourself or your friends and, and doing those types of social things, but it's more uh, building a professional uh, database, a professional reputation. So, what is your score, or what? How many points do you have in there? I'm I'm sure I I don't have a real high score, but I've I've got it to a high enough level now where I can uh, I've, I've maximized my profile completedness, as they say. Um, I've gotten the highest number at the level that I'm at. I'm I'm using the free version. I'm, you can also buy a, a paid version where you can get more connections and and get higher point scores. I just want to say I'm, I'm uh, posted enough information about myself and had a few connections with others, so I've gotten a certain point level. Now, the the central goal of of names as as online reputation management um, seems kind of lofty. I mean, if people are going to be searching for uh, to see somebody in Google, you know, aren't they going to go to a lot of different sites and look at a lot of different uh, 
different sources. I mean, is this really going to help people um, solidify their reputation online? Sure, that's a good question. Um, I mean, if you want information about yourself on the web, you can just post it on a web page or you can post it on a blog. Um, but what sites like this do is I think they promote uh, your your information to a higher level in search engines. So by having my name on names and also on LinkedIn and and other places that Google catches and, and waits, I think I can. I, my name maybe is is higher up on the on the list because of that. Ah, all right. Yeah, I'm starting to see that. So let's talk about something else here. You don't like the term social networking. You like the term virtual collaboration. Well, Why? In the the presentation that I gave to some professionals in this area, um, I was talking about social networking in general. And one of the slots in the, my presentation had a picture of a guinea pig uh, because the, the, the little animal that's, that's neither from Guinea and it's not really a pig, and yet we call it a guinea pig. That's kind of a misnomer. Um, in the same way, I think social networking is a, is a word that, that the press sort of picked up on and we sort of grabbed onto quickly, but it's, I don't think it's very descriptive. Um, I think social is, is kind of a mis, social networking is kind of a misnomer because it's not social in the sense of, of people necessarily meeting uh, with other live people. It's more um, stuff that happens online. So I prefer to call it virtual. And networking is is partly what's happening, but not not completely. Um, So I would refer to that more as as collaboration. Um, I don't don't know if there's really a single term for all of it, but I think the direction that we're, we're, we're going toward on the web is more toward more interconnection. So if there's a word that can that can highlight the interconnectivity and the interactivity. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the word networking. I, I think that um, it, it has connotations of people trying to smooge, smooge in with others to get job contacts and to get in inside um, information on, on employment and things like that. And my blog, I don't I don't ever really try to network with anybody, but I've found that it's quite a powerful networking tool because not only does it allow uh, other people to find out a lot of information about me, but also um, through the comments, people get to know each other a little bit online and, and you interact and and it builds a strong sort of uh, network among among different people online. So it's one of these more subtle forms of, of networking that's probably more powerful. One of the things that, that I find a, a bit annoying and I know you mentioned this as as one of these um, you know, virtual collaboration or or networking sites as LinkedIn. I think not a week goes by that I don't get an invitation to join somebody's LinkedIn network. And I guess I'm just skeptical because I, I've never referred anybody to a job through LinkedIn, nor have I ever found a job through LinkedIn. Is that its only purpose, or does is LinkedIn supposed to provide other purposes? I, I think LinkedIn is a great example of a of a social networking site that has a little more focus maybe than Facebook and others. Um, it's really a, I see a place where I see a lot of professionals going for information. Um, I don't know if we can uh, cl- quantify the number of people that have gotten jobs because of it, but I think the number might grow uh, because it's a way for me to connect with other professionals and to post questions and to uh, get answers uh, of things that are related to our profession. Um, so I can connect, connect up with people who are in similar types of work 
and find out what's going on in, in industry. Um, I can connect up with classmates from the colleges and universities that I've gone to. Um, so it's it's a good way, I think, of, of connecting in a in a virtual way. I think also these these websites that we've been talking about are all are just partial solutions. They're not complete, full blown um, solutions. We we'd like to maybe connect with more information and with more people in a fuller way. Um, but I think for now these websites are pretty cool for what they can do. So you you use LinkedIn at times to uh, just interact with other professionals in your field and find out information, and things like that. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. You can ask a focused question that that uh, and you can wait for an answer, and anyone in your in your interconnections can respond. Um, I think the the future of these sites um, promise a way of getting away from email that you don't need to actually post emails and, and figure out who you should send it to, and then realize, oh, I should have added so and so, or I should have removed so and so by by using your your built-in LinkedIn network, you've got everything there. Now, a lot of people in the field of technical communication, at least, they hesitate to participate in social media because they fear that they're going to be damaging their reputations, or they fear that they're that it's going to backfire. That having a blog is a liability rather than an asset, or they they just think that uh, comments and user forums are going to come back to haunt them. So is this a rational fear, or, or is this something that people should consider? Well, that's certainly understandable. Um, I'm sure the first users of telephones and email had their fears, you know, some justified. But I think as a population, we're establishing some conventions and some commonly understood ways of using this technology. So um, I don't think there's anything to fear in the long run. I think, you know, we'll figure out how to use these, these sites and, and how to interact on the web more. Have you ever had any negative criticism from your from your uh, site? Not that I can think of. <laughs> I think the major battle we face is is the amount of spam that that hits the website. That we've got to figure out how to filter so that our users don't get hit by that. Um, and like you said earlier, there's always there's a growing amount of information. So figuring out how to to filter that down and how to condense it down is, is going to be a challenge. Yeah, I get about 100-plus spam messages a day, and actually a, a reader, Karen, in Denmark wrote me today and said, hey, did you realize that some of your comments have, uh, or some in on some of your posts are comments that aren't real comments, they're, they're spam comments? And I was like, yeah, I know, but the problem is that if I turn up the spam filter too much, I get the other kind of comment from people saying, hey, I tried to post on your blog and I got this, I got blocked. So it's a it's a challenge, and I think the spam is getting worse. It's it's pretty um, it's it's quite annoying to have to go and delete a bunch of spam comments. Well, Bill, what other do you have any other thoughts that you want to talk about on social media? Um, I think we've covered a lot of stuff today. This has really been great, Tom. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. If people want to find out more about Bill and wikis and other articles and blogs that he has available check out keycontent.org. All right, and uh, next week we'll continue to to produce more podcasts, so please stay tuned and, and send out the URL and feed to your friends or chapter or whatever. Thanks, Bill. Thanks a lot, Tom.